You're listening to a podcast from 702. Bongani Mingwa. 702 Afternoon Drive. Three to six. So yesterday, the firing of uh, Zimbabwean pres- Vice President Emerson uh, Mnagangwa is a familiar one because, of course, you'll remember how former Vice President Joseph Mujuru was fired because of apparent corruption and guessed it, you guessed it, an alleged plot to overthrow and kill President Mugabe. The question many are asking was, is this a move orchestrated to pave the way for First Lady Grace Mugabe to step into the Vice President's shoes? Is that the ultimate goal, to take over from her husband following next year's general elections? And I say, joining us on uh, from Harare is uh, Cyprian Mukepiwa Ndawana, a newspaper columnist. Uh, good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Disloyal, disrespectful, deceitful, unreliable, and lacking probity in discharging his duties were the reasons Mugabe gave for axing Magangwa. Uh, will it fly? Does it even matter? <laughs> that is actually not true and correct because those allegations are not substantiated. If it were true, you could have been employed the due process. Give someone an opportunity to answer to the allegations. Now, if you might have been following events, there has been a lot of meetings that were taking place under the banner interaction with youth. In those meetings, nothing was being said about the youth other than insulting and demeaning Munangagwa. And recently in Blue Air, Mugabe flew into a rage and announced that if at all Munangagwa is man enough, he is going to ask you, he is going to expel him, and if he is willing to form his own party, he might as well go. Now, this is just part of his grand scheme, which is unfolding by the day. But given... Joyce Mujuru's dismissal, this hardly comes as a surprise. This is exactly what he did to her. Right. That's a very good precedence. Because ever since Joyce was fired, nothing was put on the table to say to her, Joyce, we need to sit for a hearing. These are the allegations that are being leveled against you. Because everybody has got a right of defense, but uh, these are just blanket accusations whereby someone does not ask the accused to come up and prepare for a defense to call for witnesses. Cyprian, sorry, I have to come in here because you mentioned that rally over the weekend uh, where uh, Mugabe lashed out quite strongly at Makangwa and saying uh, that he'd bust in youths to boo his wife. I mean, does this all boil down to Grace Mugabe's political ambitions? But we also know that she's not eligible to become president because she was born in Benoni. There are very interesting dimensions here. If you look through right now, the wife was talking about the meeting where they are going to enforce within the party constitution a position whereby there must be a female vice president. And right now, a female has already been appointed to that position, which has been left by Munangagwa. And the, you really can feel 
that she's only a surrogate as vice president. She's holding it on for someone else. So I have to ask you, how would it work? Because according to Zimbabwe's current constitution, um, Grace Mugabe is not eligible to become president because, of course, she wasn't born in the country. But also, what do you make of her comments at that very rally that you were referring to where she said to her husband, uh, well, she told the crowd, she said, I say to Mr. Mugabe, you should leave me to take over your post. Have no fear. If you want to give me the job of president, give it to me freely. What does that mean? What do you make of those comments? The bottom line of such comments, I would say those are what I call unguarded comments. See, it's too much speed and volume than sense. Because you are not sitting down to understand the practicalities. The job of a president, according to our constitution, you only get it through elections. In the event the incumbent president dies in office, there is a due process that is going to be followed. If you can be, you cannot be appointed, as she is saying. In fact, she is mistaking two issues. She is mistaking the things we do within the Zanpev party, where power has been centralized in one person. And a lot of things are being done to people who differ with him under the auspices of Failure, uh, what, you know, it's not failure. They say uh, disregarding the authority of the president. It's such a blanket statement where no allegations are tabulated. All right, I have to come in and ask yes, you about yes. this uh, as far as uh, Munagangwa himself is concerned because, of course, he was Mugabe's fixer for the better part of uh, 30, 40 years. So he too will have secrets. He will have business interests that could easily be taken away from him. How likely is it that he will go it alone and form his own political party? At the moment, I don't discount that. But the way I look at things is that Munangagwa, according to the Zimbabwean population, he is so much soiled in the ZANU-PF demise management, which has wreaked the havoc throughout the country. My belief is that he is not credible to form an opposition. Ah. Why, I say, yeah, why I say he's not, well, he's not credible to form an opposition is that if at all he had not been dismissed, he could still be in ZANU-PF. Ah, I see. So there have been a lot of WhatsApp messages circulating, people talking about a suspected military coup, plans to overthrow Mugabe. What can we make in terms of what's fact and what's fiction about that? What's the mood like on the ground there? The mood on the ground, there is a lot of despondence. But what has actually happened is that people have seen that Mugabe is not the revolutionary. He claimed to be at independence. Because everything is being done in his name. He is perpetuating the culture of an individual. Where right now there is his name appears in all in each and every town, his name appears on the roads. The airport is now being named after him. A university is going to be built after him. And so on. he is building a legacy which does not last a day after his death. 
All right, Cyprian Mukepiwa, Ndawana, their newspaper columnist on the line from Harare. It has taken 37 years to reveal himself as a non-revolutionary. Wink, wink.